Welcome. Thank you for listening to this wholesome word by David Entry. The words you catch will change your world. May your story change from this message. Be blessed. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was with God. There was not anything made that was made without your word. By faith, we understand that the wells were framed by the word of God. Lord, give us your word. Speak to us. Visit us. Go past our minds into our spirits. And deposit yourself in our spirits. As your word is taught, heal the sick. Deliver the captives. Convict the sinning. Save the lost. And let a revival spark in United Kingdom. We thank you. In Jesus' name. And everyone who believes, shout a living amen. Shout a believing amen. First Corinthians chapter 5, verse 6 and 8. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter 5, verse 6. Your glorying is not good. Know ye not that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lamp. Leaven is yeast. So you put yeast in the bread, the lamp, and then it leavens the whole thing. It rises and becomes a big bread. Verse 8. Let's read from verse 7. Purge, purge out therefore the old living that you may be a new lamp as ye are unleavened. For even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore let us keep the feast not with old living, neither with the living of malice or wickedness, but with the leavened bread of sincerity and truth. Verse 7. Purge out therefore the old living that you may be a new lamp, as you are a living, for even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Christ, our Passover. What is Passover? Because you have to understand what Passover is, its significance to appreciate who Christ is to us. In Exodus chapter 12, Verse, we are going to read verse 1 to 3 and then verse 6 to 12. Exodus. Exodus is the second book of the Bible. Chapter 12, verse 1 of Exodus. And the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt. Where? Where? Do you know what Egypt signifies? Egypt signifies captivity, a place of bondage, a place of slavery, a place of restriction, a place where you are not free to be yourself. All right. A place of satanic oppression. In Egypt, God spoke to Moses and Aaron. Say Moses. Moses. Say Moses. Moses. Yeah. 
God wanted to tell the children of Israel something, but he spoke to Moses. He hasn't changed the way he works. Yeah. So there are things that God wants to release into your life today. That's why I'm standing here. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, man, man. God will speak to me personally. Go wait. Praise God. So God spoke to Moses and Aaron. Aaron was the priest. Moses was the prophet. He was the deliverer, the type of Christ. God spoke to Moses and and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, this is somebody's, saying that this man, this man shall be unto you the beginning. Abstract a gold mine. Abstract a gold mine for somebody. We have struck a gold mine for somebody. We have struck that. Somebody has received your word, and I'm telling you, there's somebody here. You can actually go home with your miracle because God has spoken, has told you, this man, this man, this man shall be the beginning of man for you. This man shall be the beginning of man for you. This man shall be the beginning of man for you. In the name of Jesus, shout yes! Mm, this man shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year. Of the year to you. Forget about others. Forget about the other calendar. So long as you are concerned. The year starting. I, I have a Strong inclination and promptings and um, conviction in my spirit that actually tomorrow, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, 21st, 2nd, 3rd, so Friday, some pe- many people here are going to be surprised with wonderful testimonies. Things are going to happen very fast for somebody. Things are going to begin to happen for you. I'm telling you, things are going to begin to happen for you. Opportunities, strange opportunities, lifetime opportunities, life-changing opportunities. It shall happen for you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Sit down, please. The beginning of months, uh, the beginning of the year, the first month of the year to you. Verse 3. Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day, te- tenth day of this month, which is the beginning of months for you, they shall take to them every man a lamb. Every man a one. Take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their father. A lamb for a house. Oh, this is good. A lamb for a house. Everyone, take a lamb. That's why I said, tell the children of Israel, the month 
Everything has changed from today. So everybody should get ready. But it can't happen if you don't have access to a lamp. Lamp for a house. Say a lamp for a house. Verse 6. You shall keep it until up until the 14th day of the month, of the same month. And the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. Kill what? Kill the lamb. Right. I want you to take notice of a few things because of the nature of what I'm teaching. I may not have all the time, so I'm trying to see how best I can work this out. But for those of you who are writing notes, you, you, you can write some things down, things to do to the lamb. Number one, he said, take a lamb. And then number two, kill it on the 14th day. So kill it. So number one, do what? Is that your Bible? Yeah. yeah. Everyone should take a lamb, verse three. Then number two, kill the lamb. What's, what's supposed to happen to the lamb? Killed. All right? So he said, kill the lamb. All right. Let's move on from there. Verse seven. And they shall take the blood and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper doorposts of the houses wherein they shall eat it. So where is the eating happening? In the house. And what's supposed to happen to the house? Take the blood. So, okay, number three. Take, he said, number two, kill it. Number three, take the blood. Okay. Say, so apply the blood. Take the blood of the lamb, apply it on the house, house post. So very interesting. Eat the flesh in the house, apply the blood on the house. He said, in the house where you eat it, you go into the house, eat the lamb, the flesh. But on the house where the lamb is eaten, put the blood on the house. Do you see that in your Bible? Yeah. Yeah. Put the blood on the lamb. The verse 5 says that lamb must be without fault. Clean, pure, without blemish. Number one, take the lamb. Number two, it must be without blemish. Number three, kill it. Number four, verse, verse seven, put the, the blood of the lamb on the house. And then number five, eat it. Eat, eat it. Say eat. This is where I, I can possibly go off into a tangent. Eat. Say eat. Is that in your Bible? Let's look at it again. Eat. And they shall eat the flesh in, uh, the, the flesh in that night, roast with fire. And unleaving, ah, unleaving bread has appeared here. We just read unleaving in 1 Corinthians. And said, eat it with unleavened bread and with bitter herbs. They shall eat it. Oh, wow. It's, this thing is getting exciting now. All right. So let's take it systematically. You say, eat it. I would, I would like at this juncture to talk a little bit about, about eating. Say food. Some, I know some people won't say it. Because they've been thinking about it all along. Say Food. Say food. Are you ready for this? Very interesting. When God created Adam and Eve, when he created man, he didn't give them ten commandments. No, he didn't give them ten commandments. 
rules. No. He didn't tell them, do something for me. No. When he finished creating them, he told them, now eat. <laughs> we were created to If someone is not eating, it's a serious medical issue. (laughs) We were created to eat. So in the Garden of Eden, when God created Adam and Eve, in Genesis chapter 2, verse 9. Genesis Genesis is very easy to find. Yes. Just open to the first page of your Bible, a few pages from the first here, you find Genesis and then chapter 2, verse 9. And out of the ground, out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. And the tree of life also was in the midst of the garden, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil was also there. Hallelujah. Very interesting. Right from the beginning, God created it. And when he created, uh, he, he made sure that there were enough trees and uh, trees that will help you or uh, trees we can eat from. Now, look at particularly um, verse... Okay, let's look at verse 7. Let's go back on myself. And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils and at the breath of life and he became a living soul. Okay. So man became a living soul. And verse 15, it says that, And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. God created the garden, put him there, and there were trees, and he said, Every tree eat. That's the only thing to him. He put him there so that man with his initiative can keep the place and dress it. But I said, now go, stay there and just be eating. You are just eating, dressing it and eating, dressing it and eating, dressing it and eating. Many people think, many young people think that's what all marriage, all marriage is about. <laughs> so they realize that you have to go to work, you have to manage someone's messy emotions. You have to put up with all kinds of stuff that you just can't stand. You want to marry? It's good. But be ready to be able to accommodate what you can't stand. I always say, I I, I just can't live without you. I just can't live without you. No, he's coming with something you can't live with. Keep saying, I just can't live without you. Uh, when I sleep, I just see you in my dreams. No, no problem. No problem. Even he himself doesn't know he's carrying that virus, which you can't live with. He doesn't know. His mama put it in his bag when he was prepared, packaging his bag to leave the house. So he didn't know what was in his trunk. He didn't know what was in the suitcase. Your mama and papa, your aunties and cousins, they packed it for you. But I didn't know they put something there. When you go and settle with your wife or your husband, you start to unpack. You say, "Uh oh, what is this?" <laughs> so please 
Keep your eye open before you settle somewhere. Keep your eye open. Look at the things. Not stop. Stop bringing me lists of this is the kind of woman I want. This is the kind. Stop. Stop, stop, stop telling me about what kind of man you are. This is the kind of man, woman I want. She must be like this. She must be um, six, is it 36, 32, 31. Oh, <laughs> 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 I need a husband, a man. A man who does this kind of job, he drives his own car, who at least has a mortgage. And, and, and is very romantic. And sometimes, some of the young ladies are this, he's funny. You marry someone because a person is funny. <laughs> you are a man who is funny. <laughs> you are not serious. Oh, that's what I like about him. Why do you like him? He's so funny. Hey! <laughs> he makes me laugh. And then I need a man who will take me to the shopping center and pick my dresses for me, who will follow me. And I want a man that will always go to the kitchen and prepare tea for me. Is that what you mean? <laughs> it is very easy to do that when he's trying to grab you. That's the message. <laughs> but after you are within his reach, hey. after you are, he has grabbed you, hey. he will tell you, I've got important things on my mind. He will tell you, I've got important things on my mind. You go to the car, you are waiting for him to come and open the door. He sat down and slammed his door. What's wrong with your hands? Do you have a problem with your hands? But before you come with your list, please, can I give you a good advice? Stop thinking about your list and start thinking about your mess. Because most of the time, the people who are more messed up are those who have the longest lists. Scrap that list, sister. Take, take him like <laughs> Just take him like that because your market is very low. Maybe all there is to you is your hair. Maybe, all, are we going to eat hair? No, we don't eat hair. Maybe all there is to you, brother, is your deep voice. But you don't do. You can't even secure a job. You are very lazy. You stay at home snoring, shaking the whole house. Maybe all there is to you is your beard. So stop deceiving yourself thinking every woman likes me. Every ask for me, I'm the ladies' man. Shame. 
As for me, I have a lot of men like me. Everyone is saying, who, 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 That one, that one is because of their last, oh. not because of their future. No, when they are thinking future, they won't come to who, 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 who. <laughs> what are you going to do with that? <laughs> who let the dogs out? <laughs> All right, let's go back to Christ our pastor. <laughs> eating. You see, I told you, I didn't want to go off into a thing. Eating. So he, <laughs> so he put man in the garden, told him, command him, eat every tree. Free, except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. One, just two, so that you can exercise your brakes. Those of you who MOT is bad, go and search out your brakes. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Sort out your brakes. Your emotions are just leading you everywhere. You have lost quite a few jobs because of this, your emotional thing. You've lost significant relationships because of emotional tantrums. As for me, as for me, as for me, you better drop that, okay? <laughs> Grow up, face life. Haven't you seen this? Haven't you noticed that this as for me, as for me is not taking you anywhere? But unfortunately, most of us have been trained to think about this is what I deserve, this is what I want, this is what I want. No. Work on yourself and go for what must be. And put emotions aside. Sometimes there, there are people you don't like, but you have to still work with them. Well, they may be your bosses for 20 years. It doesn't matter. Work with them. For all you may know, God is using them to actually develop you. Relationship, you, you enter, you, you break the relationship with a, 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 a world war. Every relationship, you are now like Assad or everyone, every relationship you are breaking. Every, and yet you haven't realized that the problem is not because the same thing with A, B, C, and D. And yet you believe all A, B, C, D have the problem. You don't have the problem. Maybe you gotta check yourself. Stop my right, my right. This is how I feel. No, that's for, for children. That's for children. Sit down. No. It is no. You have to eat some milk. No. I want ice cream. And only ice cream. That's it. No, that's for children. But the older you grow, you check your brakes. You work on your you work on your brakes. He gave them freely everything. God is a God of liberty. Many many people think. Um, Christianity is about restrictions. No, it's about it's about it's actually about liberty. Right. That's right. It's about liberty. That's right. That's right. It's not about restrictions. They think, oh, if I'm going to be a Christian, God is going to give me a lot of restrictions on my sex life. No. No, no, no. Free. Free, free. Free. Hey, some people didn't like that at all. I think I need to go more there. I need to go there. So, Pastor, what are you saying? I can go home and just. No, no, if that's what you want, go. Go on, go. Go. There is forgiveness in the blood for you. Yes. Go. But you will suffer. You will suffer broken hearts. You will suffer disgrace. You will suffer regret. 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 Hardest bit. And then 
No. I didn't know. And then you are looking for people to advise. So they don't commit, they don't repeat your mistake. I didn't know. I didn't. No, learn from others' mistakes. You don't need to learn from your own mistakes. That's, that's, that's not wise. Learn from the mistake of others. Experience is not the best teacher. All right. So God put them there, said, eat everything, but don't eat something. Is it because he was a cruel God? No. He just wanted to teach them restrictions. Listen, teach your children restrictions and boundaries. A boundaryless child is going to be a menace to society. Teach children boundaries. Teach them this is no. This is yes. You can't go here. You can't go here. It's not control. It's called discipline and nature. Listen, some of you, 20 years later, your children will come back and blame you for their woes because you didn't discipline them. Mom, you should have disciplined. Mom, you should have, you should have disciplined. It's all your fault. Now look at how I messed up. I can't even manage my life. God gives us, gives us children to prepare them for victories in life. Homework, assignment. They will tell you when you are supposed to submit it. You don't tell them when you want to submit it. If you study, degree, master's, PhD, they give you deadlines. Not because the lecturer is wicked. But his his strictness will help you go through life safely. So I think some, some mother here must determine to be a little bit strict. Because if you raise, oh, this is about a serious one. If you raise children in London and United Kingdom and in Europe and the West without clear restrictions, you have given, given them ammunition to distra- self-destruct. Because we live in a society that believes that it's just whatever, if it feels good, good, go ahead, do it. Do it as long as the law is not against it. Or the law won't catch you. People are destroying their lives. So, part of your, instead of going to try and buy them designer shoes, design their future. Give them designer values. Designer values. So, so, so God put them there to give them boundaries. I told them that, don't eat this. He said, see, the emphasis was freely eat. Mm-hmm. Only this one, just leave one. This one, just leave it. Freely eat. Ma, I submit to you, the problem was not what they ate, yeah. but it's their will to eat. Mm-hmm. See, so it's not about, oh, it's not about eh. Uh, a husband knowing your wife. It, God is not against it. If you know your wife and you are with your wife, the act of marriage, God actually will be clapping for you. Say, oh, go, Kobe. Go, Kobe. Angels will say, go, Kobe. God did it like that. So God is not against that. God is not against you having money. God is not against you living in a big house. Never. Never. 
Never. God is not against you eating chocolates. <laughs> Sister, eat it. <laughs> eat it and then pay later. So, he gave them instructions that don't eat it. And then by put them in there to eat. Interesting. Now, let me go back to the eating quickly. So, God created us to eat. Eating is so important. And your diet determines what you turn out to be in life. So, when they left Egypt, Egypt has entered them so much. In Exodus chapter 16, they started crying. We want the food in Egypt. God said, no. That's why he gave them manna. So when, watch this, before they left Egypt, listen to this, before they, I like this, I like this, before they left Egypt, God said, yo, you can't just go, you have to eat before going. Kill the lamb and eat the flesh because you need to eat in order to be able to take some steps. If you don't eat this lamb, you are in trouble. Every house must have a lamb and that lamb must be killed, slaughtered, and then when you slaughter, take the blood, put it on the house, stay in the house, eat the lamb. Is someone getting what I'm saying? Yeah. So he told them, eat the lamb. And then they ate the lamb. Do you know why? You needed, they needed to eat the lamb for, the, for strength for the journey ahead. If you don't eat the lamb, you don't have the strength to get out of Egypt. You need to eat the lamb. Eat the lamb. Because Egypt... It's going to still control you if you don't eat the lamb. Yeah. Listen, you can apply the blood. But if you don't eat the lamb, you can't get out of Egypt. You've come to church. Redemption. I'm redeemed. I'm redeemed. But you are not eating the lamb. So Satan is still perfecting you. Eat the lamb. Eat the lamb. Your spirituality is not predicated upon your willpower. It's predicated upon your internal strength, internal spiritual fortitude. The strength you have on your inside is what determines what challenges you'll be able to stand against. God, I know I'm talking to people here who have determined I won't do something again, and then later on they found themselves, they did it even worse. I won't do bad. You see, you know your problem? You know what's, what's making you fail? You, you have not eaten. Malnutrition is what is killing you. Not because you have a bad heart. Not because... So God will not send you to hell if you are born again and you, are, you, you failed in one or two. God will send you to hell because you are born again Sunday morning and Sunday evening you, you, messed, you messed up and Monday morning you died. So God said go to hell. No. No. You will suffer some consequences. You won't go to hell, but there's judgment. I don't want to divert, digress into that. But now watch this. And so you have to eat the lamb. To be strong enough to be able to stand before Pharaoh. And he said, now, you don't need a pastor. to de- the, job, the actual job of a pastor it's not to deliver you from devils. No. It's to, to one, to declare that that says the Lord. To speak the prophetic word of God into your life. You take it and start run with it. And two, much more importantly, to 
teach you the word of God so that you can take it and eat it and be able to run. If you don't eat the lamb, you are stuck in Egypt. Because if it takes only the blood, then God should have made an issue about the eating. To the extent that he gave them details of how to eat it. That means there was something about the eating. And when they left Egypt in the wilderness, they were hungry. They wanted the food of Egypt. God said, no way. I'm going to give you manna. So he brought food from heaven, particularly because your diet matters. He brought food from heaven, manna. Gave them manna to eat. And when they entered the Canaan land, he said, now you're going to eat from the special fruits of this land. It's about eating, 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 eating. So when Jesus was tempted by the devil, he said, if you are the son of the first temptation, if you are the son of God, command a stone to turn into bread so you can eat. The first temptation was on food. The first temptation of, of Adam was on eating. Eating. That is why Jesus said in John chapter 6 verse 35 that I'm the bread of life. Unless a man eats me, he doesn't have life. You need to get the scriptures. God showed me that the future of every Christian is a function of the word of God he, he has. So, he said, kill the lamb. Eat the lamb. In Genesis, you know, the tree, he told them to eat. Okay. Look at, are you in Genesis chapter 2? Because I didn't move from there. Did I? So look at it again. Genesis chapter 2, verse 9. I read it earlier. Didn't I read it? Yeah, verse 9. Look at verse 9 again. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, boy. Somebody is receiving healing right now. Somebody's being healed. Go back to the doctors and check yourself. Somebody's being healed. And out of the ground, uh, the Lord God made every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. And the tree of, the tree, the tree of, the tree of, mm, the tree of life was also in the midst of the garden. And then there was another tree, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And God told them, verse 15, when he put them, verse 16, he says that, and the Lord commanded them that you may, uh, saying, of every tree of the garden, thou may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it, for the day you eat it, you. So, only one tree, all, including the tree of life, wow. they were free to eat. Wow. And watch this. But because of human heart condition, when you read chapter 3, verse 24, they, they, they went to eat the other tree, and God, when the judgment came, verse 24 of chapter 3 says that God stopped them from eating the tree of life. Look at chapter 3, verse 24. It's good to talk about tree. I spoke about food. Let me talk about the tree. Genesis chapter 3, verse 24. Are you there? Is it okay we all read it out loud? If you don't have a Bible, you are free to look into somebody's Bible. It would be nice we all read it, okay? Right, Let, let's just do something. We, 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 just, we just, I like the Bible. Right, it's good. All right, let's go. Are you ready? Verse 24, let's read it. doesn't matter our translation. Just read it. Let's go. And he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword which turned every way 
to keep the way of the tree of life. He drove them out of the garden and put cherubim, that's a special type of angel, and the flaming, flame, flaming sword. Okay? Flame stands for judgment. Flaming sword to keep the way to the tree of life. So they didn't eat the tree of life. They said, don't come to eat it now. So the tree of life, man was banned or was prevented from eating the tree of life until Jesus Christ showed up on the scene. Jesus said, I am life. Anyone who eats me have life everlasting. And when you see Revelation, Revelation, Jesus said that he who overcomes, I will give him to eat the tree that is in the, the fruit of the tree that is in the garden of God. Revelation, look at Revelation chapter 2. From Genesis chapter 2 to Revelation chapter 2. Interesting. Thank you, Jesus. Have you seen it? Revelation chapter 2. Verse, I think maybe verse 7 will do. Verse 7. It says that he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. To him that overcomes. To him, watch this. To him that overcomes. To him that overcomes. To him that overcomes. <laughs> Say, I will overcome. To him that overcomes, he says that, I will give to it of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. It's still up for grabs. But you know what I, I was shocked to see in Revelations? That really, let me just throw that in so that later. Since you are in Revelation chapter 2, look at verse 17. Verse 17 is quite an interesting text. Have you seen it? Can you read it aloud together? Let's go. I, I, let, me, let me digress a little bit. God won't force you. He said, he that has an ear, let him hear. I don't want you. Don't worry. You are free not to want to. God has never forced anybody to do his will. So he said, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit of God is saying to the churches. God will always speak to the church. You determine to hear. And then he, what did he say? Okay, let's start again. He that has an ear, Uh-huh. Louder. Hey! Watch, watch, watch it. To him that overcomes, what am I going to give him? What? What? Hidden manna. Manna? Hidden? Manna hidden? Where? Ah, but, but manna came from Manna came from heaven. Manna came from heaven. God told them it. Time will not permit me. Well, God told them eat it and make sure you take as much as you can and eat for the day. Tomorrow, go again. Don't keep. Don't take some and keep it for tomorrow. Those who disobey God and kept it turned into worms. So don't take, just eat it for the day. Tomorrow, go again. Unless on the sixth day, the sixth day take for two days portion, because the seventh day you are not supposed to go. You are supposed to rest. It's a Sabbath for God. So then you can eat on the sixth day. Take the sixth day and the seventh day. And then he gave strict instructions. It's, in Acts, it's all in Numbers chapter 11 and Exodus chapter six, um, 16. He gave instructions that the manna that have come, that has come, the only one that can survive preservation is the one you keep for the Sabbath day 
And then he said, Aaron, take part of it. Put it in a golden pot. And put the pot in the Ark of the Covenant. And put the Ark of the Covenant in the Holies of Holies, which is in the tabernacle. I told you I've got a lot to share. It's called the hidden manna. That will not permit me to give you what later I'll be teaching on the tabernacle. Would you like to hear about the tabernacle? Yes. I'll be teaching on the tabernacle. I'll teach you the menorah. I'll teach you the table of showbread. I'll teach you about brazen lever. I'll teach you about the incense altar. There's a lot. The cherubs, the mercy seat, or the propitiation cover where they put the blood. In the Ark of the Covenant, three objects that are inside. Golden pot, the burden rod, and the tables of the covenant. And I'm going to show you after Easter how it's part. I wanted to preach on the tabernacle today anyway. How, when we talk about within the veil, you are going inside there to go and eat. There's something inside there. And it's the hidden manna. Because we have been created to eat. But what you eat matters. That's why Christ is the Lamb of God. So he said, take a lamb. Then John chapter 1 verse 29. Jesus was coming. John the Baptist said, behold the Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Behold the Lamb of God. So now, the lamb they were eating for one house. God gave his own lamb for the world. And the lamb was slain, and his blood. Revelation. Can we go? Should I continue where I left off? Just let's let go. Revelation chapter five, verse six. I feel like preaching. Say. Revelation chapter five, verse six. He says. He says that, let me take my Bible. I love my Bible. Don't mind as I'm jumping all over because it's like fire in my bones. I can't just stay still. The thing is too good. I love the word. It's, it's doing something on my... Did I say Revelation chapter 5? Please, bear with me. I just can't stand still because... <laughs> Hallelujah. Verse 6. And behold... And, and I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne, the throne, the throne, in the midst of the throne, and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb, as this has been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which is the seven spirit of God sent to the world. In the throne of heaven, he said, he said I saw, I saw. That's why we sang the song. They sang the song, Worthy is the Lamb. Yes. That's what we said. He says, The Lamb of God. Yes. Watch this. He's our Passover. He was the Lamb that was slain for us to be free. Yes. But the Lamb that was slain, there are two aspects of it. It's the blood. It's the, called the blood of redemption. But the blood is not all. The flesh. The flesh is supposed to be eaten in a particular way. The flesh, you have to eat the flesh. Jesus said, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man, you don't have life. So we have the blood of the redemption. Now, look, look, look down. Let's, let's continue. Let's look at this. He said, and um, verse, 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 verse 7. And he came and took the book and that lamb. The lamb came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. And when he, he had taken the book, the four beasts and the four and twenty elders fell down before the lamb, 
Before the lamb, I like that one. Before the lamb, 24, 24 elders in heaven, they were falling before a lamb. The lamb came and took a book from him who sat on the throne. Meanwhile, there was no one who was worthy to open it. And he said, he said, verse 5, he said, John, don't cry. Weep not, for, for, for the lion of the tribe of Judah has prevailed. So the lion has prevailed. Then when I looked, I saw a lamb. I thought you were talking about a lion. Yes, this lion is a lamb. I saw a lamb. He told me the lion has prevailed. But when I looked, I beheld, chapter verse 6, I beheld, and lo, I saw in the midst of the throne a lamb. And the lamb came, and he took the book from the hands of him who sat on the throne. Even though no one was able to take it, the lamb came and took it. And the elders worshipped. They fell before the lamb. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. I like this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 8. And, okay, verse 8, yeah. And when he had taken the book, or rather, verse 9. Verse 9. Let's get to verse 9. And they sang a new song, talking about the 420 elders and the elders. They sang a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou was slain. You know what it means to be slain? What does it mean? Killed. So you were killed, you were slain. You know the lamb was supposed to be slain? So Easter is about the slain lamb. Jesus had to come as the lamb of God to be slain. I can't wait to get to Hebrews where he talks about he went to the holies of holies with his own blood. Jesus went to the throne of grace. He went to the throne of God. He went to the throne of God and he said, now therefore come forward to the throne of grace. Because no one could go there. No one could enter the holies of holies until he went with his blood. So in Hebrew, Jesus is presented as our forerunner. That's in Hebrews, for your information, that's in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19 and 20, particularly verse 20. He's our forerunner. Pastor, if he's just a forerunner, that would have been nice. It's good. But not just that. He, he is the executor of the new covenant. You know what it means to be an executor of a will? If you leave the will and you don't leave it in the hands of an executor, the will will not be enforced. He died. God gives you a word. And the word is his promise. And then when he gives you a promise, for him to make sure that you believe so much, you know that this is my promise, he will make, he will swear an oath. And when he swears an oath on a promise, it's not just a promise, it becomes a covenant. Wait, 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 I'm going to. So he gives you a word, the word is his promise, and his promise, when he swears, I swear, it uh, uh, it becomes a covenant. But I found out that there is something even stronger than a covenant. What we have is not a covenant. It's a covenant, but it's stronger than a covenant. It's a, that's why we have New Testament, Old Testament. What's a testament? Watch this, watch this. What's the difference between a covenant and a testament? What's the difference between a covenant and a will? The testament contains promises. The will contains bequests. Okay, I'll explain it. I'll explain it. When I tell this, my, my dad is dead, so this is my dad's will. 
You are not expecting to find out, promise, I will do this for you. Is that what you're going to find in the will? No. What, what do you find in the will? This one is for you. This one is for you. <laughs> All right. Can I take it a bit further? What I'm trying to tell you is that everything God has, will do for you has already been done. Amen. Amen. It has been done and secured. Wow. Waiting for you to rise up in the strength of the food you eat. We are about to have some interesting times in church here. Yeah. Amen. All right, can I go back to what I was talking about? Revelations. Okay, so Revelations chapter, I was talking about chapter 5. We go to verse 9, didn't we? Verse 9, so verse 9 again of Re- Revelations chapter 5. It says that, and they sang a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seal thereof, for thou wast slain and, and hast and has, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Do you know what it means to be redeemed? You have been bought back and taken back from something that had you. Watch this. And thou hast, by your blood, and has redeemed us to God by, by what? By what? Your blood. It takes the blood to redeem us. It took the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood of the lamb. It's what they're talking about. Worthy is the lamb. You redeemed us and but didn't leave us there. You redeemed us, verse 10, and has made us praise and kings. He redeemed us by his blood. So, the point, what I'm trying to say is, the blood is the blood of redemption. Yes. Yes. Say, I'm redeemed. I'm redeemed. If you are not, oh, okay, master, this is great. How do I, how does a person get redeemed? Or how do I know I'm redeemed? Right. It's easy to know. If you have, if Jesus has come into your life, if you have given your life to hand it over your life, if Jesus has taken over your life, if you are living for Jesus, that, that he, you, you've been saved. You have been redeemed by his blood. From what? From the judgment of God. That was an outstanding judgment on your head. Outstanding judgment. How many of us have not done anything wrong before? It's too late. Most of us lost our innocence at the age of one. Started lying. Some people started lying at the age of one. <laughs> what have you put? Is there sweet in your mouth? No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some of us lost it very early. Virtually all of us, from the age of two, the first language is no, no, rebellion. No, no, no. Moms, I told you don't do that. No, 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 no. Don't park here. No, I will park. That's the she you go with that thing. Speed limit. No, I'll go beyond that. Pay your taxes. No, I won't pay my taxes. Pay for the train fare. No. You are another. No, I'll pay a child fare. He came to die to redeem us from his blood. So, with his blood, from our sins. 
from the judgment. Judgment, judgment. That is, listen, listen. The church, every true church has not got, have not got, has got only one message. And the, the, that message is always good news in the ears of anybody. Whether you are a thief, you are an armed robber, you are a bin Laden, you are a creep. doesn't matter who you are. You've committed uh, murders. You, that, no, 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 no. God said, I still am interested in you because yeah. of tomorrow. Yeah. That's period. That is called the good news. That's the good news. Good news doesn't make you feel you have to run away. You are a very useless person. No, 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 no. no. That's not the good news. The good news is grace. The good news is, I have loved you with an everlasting love, and there's nothing you can do about it. You want me to prove I love you? He said, you want me to prove I love you? I'll die. I'll I'll die for you, for you to say I love you. I love you that much. This is how much. So who is it who come and accuse you before him who died for you? That's what Romans chapter 8 verse 35 says. He said, who accused us? Christ rather died and redeemed us with his blood. He won't accuse you. So that's the message of the church. It's good. It's, I don't know where you were last night. But I have good news for you. You are not going there again. <laughs> Shout hallelujah! So cheer up, put the past behind you and keep running. But you can't run if you don't eat. The Christian walk, the Christian life is a race. It's a race. It's a waste. A race. You can't run if you haven't eaten. Paul said, I've, I've, I've finished my race. He says, I, I don't run like somebody running without an aim. It's, it's a race. Remember I said, looking unto Jesus, the author of the finish of uh-huh. Let us do what? Run with perseverance. You have to run. Keep running. But if you haven't eaten, How can you, run? you faint. That's why I came this morning to give you the manna, hidden manna. He died on the cross to redeem us. So he says the blood, he redeemed us with his blood. But so what do we do with his flesh? We eat his flesh. He's our Passover lamb. We eat his flesh. How do we eat it? Okay, so let's see what you're supposed to do with the, the flesh of the lamb. You remember? Okay, first of all, I think we've spoken about five already. Number one, what do you do? Take the lamb. Number two, it must be spotless. Number three, kill it. Number four, Take the blood, put it on the house. That's the redemption we are talking about. Number, number five? Number five? Eat it, the lamb. Number six? Number six, quickly. Those of you who are writing. Number six, what are you supposed to do to it? Ah, that very night, verse eight. Don't waste time. Eat it that very night. Some of you will say, oh, I'm waiting tomorrow. I will stop this. I will change this. I know, I know God is really talking. Hey, that, eat that night. Eat it. Sister, eat it now. That night. That's a quick one, isn't it? That night. Okay, number, that's verse 8, okay? And then number 7. Alright? So number, number, number 6 is eat it that night. Number 7 is roast it with fire. Roast it with fire. But I will leave that as number 7, okay? And come back, I'll talk about the fire. So let's go to number 8. Number 8 is what? Verse 8. Verse 8. Let's read verse 8. Are you, are you in Exodus chapter? 
Okay, what does verse 8 say? And then they shall eat the flesh on that night. Roasted with fire. Roasted with, fire eh? with unleavened bread. Two things. Unleavened bread and bitter herbs. What's unleavened? In, in scriptures, yeast or when we say something is living, that means there's yeast in that bread. Yeast living. It's, 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 it symbolizes sin. Is evil sin, okay? So bad conduct, evil sin. It's that's yeast. He said you are supposed to eat this thing with unleavened bread. So with bread that has not got yeast inside. That's why we read Genesis. Remember that's why we started. Sorry, I saw Genesis. First Corinthians. He said, okay, let's go back to it. Keep your finger there quickly. First, first Corinthians. You have to see this. First Corinthians chapter five, verse seven. Purge out, therefore, the old living. See, the old is that ye may be a new lamb, as, as ye are unleavened. For Christ, for even Christ, our Passover is sacrificed for us. So remove the living. Remove, you, don't, you don't need sin around your life. This is how you handle Christ that you are eating. You are reading your Bible and still you are thinking about that girl, girlfriend and the meeting you have with her. And you have to say, I'm not giving up. I'm reading it about this girl. No, no. You see, the meat won't work. Eat it with unleavened bread. Eat it with a genuine intention to know God, to stay away from sin, to stay away from evil. You must, when you are coming to Jesus, you must have the determination that I'm going to stay away from evil. Do you understand? Why do you come? Okay, I'm determined. This one, I will never forgive her. I will never forgive her. When I'm reading my Bible, and I'll see what... You are missing the meat. You are missing the meat of the lamb. So you fail to have the strength to get out of Egypt. A living bread. Time. So let me move on. And bitter herbs. What are bitter herbs? Bitter. It's like the bitter, bitter herbs symbolizes the, the um, regrets of the past. Okay. Regrets of the past. And being aware. So it says that, let's, let's read it again. Verse, what verse is that in? Verse 8. Yes. Verse 8. So verse 8 of um, Exodus chapter 12. It says that, and they shall eat the flesh that night, roasted with fire and unleavened bread and with bitter herbs. They shall eat it. So bitter herbs is like, you know, a repentant heart. Re- regret, regret, repentance from that bitter things, from that bitter past, from that unpleasant thing. You, as you are reading your word, you have in mind that this thing that I've, I've repented from this, then it's good news for you. Hello? Hi. Am I communicating at all? And then verse 9, what does verse 9 say? Quickly, let's finish. So now, how many points have you got down? Are you sure it's eight? Is it not nine? Okay. Number seven is um, roasted with fire. Number eight, unleavened bread. Number nine, bitter herbs. Number ten, you don't have to eat it raw. What does it mean to eat Christ raw? That's a good one. What does it mean to eat Christ raw? That's a very important one. I don't want you to miss this. So don't eat it raw. What does it mean to eat Christ raw? You are handling Christ as though, you know, some people tell you, oh, Jesus Christ, is, there's nothing exceptional. He's just a great man, wonderful person. 
He's a hero. You know, he's a great role model. So you are handling him like just not, you, 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 you lose sight of his redemptive work. And one of the great, like, um, Confucius or some great person. No, he's not just a great, he's not just a prophet. Don't take him just because Jesus was born in Nazareth, so he's a wrong. No, don't eat his wrong. Mm. So that's what our world does. They tell you Jesus is one of the prophets. They're trying to make you eat it raw. Don't eat it raw. And then what did he say we shouldn't do again? We should do? He said, don't boil it in water. Is there? He said, don't boil the meat in water. Say, boil it not. When, we, when you boil the meat in water, you are trying to say he just died. He's a martyr. He's a good person. They just didn't like him. They killed him. You water down his death. It's like, it's really not a redemptive death. It's nothing. Everybody dies. He also died. No. 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 Don't boil it with water. Don't water it down. He actually died for our... You remember what we read in Revelation? You redeemed us by your blood. Quickly. So, how many have you got now? Okay, quickly, let's rush to it. Number one is what? What do you do? I can't hear you. Take the lamb. Number two? Without blood. Number three? Kill it. Number four? Put the blood on, uh, on the house. Number five? Eat it. Number six? That night. Number seven? Roast it with fire. Number eight? Unliving bread. Number nine? With bitter herbs. Number ten? Eat it raw. Now, when he said roast it with fire... So remember, it's there again in verse 10. He said, don't boil it and don't eat it raw, but roast it with fire. What does it mean to roast it with fire? What does it mean? That you are roasting Jesus with fire. In other words, you are beginning to, you are making yourself understand that he died under the judgment of God. He came, the judgment, fire, I told you earlier on, fire stands for God's judgment. God's judgment came on him so that you will be free. So this thing is about Jesus. When you are dealing with Jesus, when you are dealing with Jesus Christ, when you are coming to Jesus, when you are eating the word, know that someone died. The thing you did last night, the judgment has been put on him. That's what makes you free. Eat it with fire. Eat it with fire. And I think there's a last one. So eat it with fire. Verse 9. Verse 9 says that, what does it say? This is a very interesting one. I'm finishing on this. Verse 9 says that eat uh, not eat raw, roast it, and uh, with fire. His head, do you see that? His head with his legs and with his, uh, with his what? Pertinence thereof, inside, in, in, everything, in, I said, eat it all. Eat the shaki too. All right, quickly, quickly. The head, the legs, and inwards pass. Let's all say that together. The head stands for the wisdom of Jesus. The wisdom of, oh, this thing doesn't make sense. But does it make, make Bible? Don't throw away his wisdom. Number two, his leg. The move of, the move of God. The move of Jesus. <coughs> Excuse me. The move of Jesus. What, if uh, there's something called WWJG, well, how would Jesus handle things like this? How would Jesus want me to do it? This is how you eat it. Okay, so you, you include Jesus's, if Jesus were how would he have behaved? His legs, and then his entrails, his intestines, or his inward parts. Jesus's emotions, how he feels about this. That his heart, what's the heart of Jesus about souls? 
What's the heart of Jesus about church? Someone offended you in church and you are very upset. You are blasting everybody in church. Say, all Christians are hypocrites. You are the biggest of them. That's why you, anyone who is always complaining people are hypocrites, they are, they are actually proper hypocrites. I'm trying to find a better word for that. Hallelujah. You must, you must have fornication on your mind to be checking, hey, who is fornicating here? Who are they? It's on your mind first. That's why you are thinking about it. Because actually, if it's not on your mind, you never think that these people, they are there doing it. It will even cross you, your mind. But because that's what you, if you get a chance, that's what you will do there. They went there, you think that's what they are doing. Quickly, the intestine, the heartbeat of Jesus, the way it feels. Eat it like that. And then the last one. Verse 10. What does it say? What, what, did I say? what does it say? Verse 10. Don't leave some. Eat everything. Some people are in Christ partially. I'm not really. Oh, I'm trying. I'm just checking. You are checking Christ out. <laughs> I want to check it out. Is, it, is this body the language? <laughs> Satan has deceived us so much to think that we are all that and a bag of chips. And so it's like everything is about you. BT is thinking about you. Uh, NHS is thinking about you. The government is so about me. And this, I'm a taxpayer. And this me. I'm, I'm like this. And everything. The shop, when you go to uh, Asda, you didn't like the way they handle. In fact, now when you buy things, they have to give you... Uh, assessment form or something to, for you to rate the, what, Ikea, I went to Ikea, you are going out, they are, are you happy, press, if you are not happy, press this. so every time they want to know how you think, so you have become very important. <laughs> it's good for marketing, but if you bring that mindset to Christ, it must be my way, Jesus, it might be my way, if you don't do it my way, me, I'm not going, hey, no. And so most of us are trying to check out what God will do then. Hmm. Check it out. No, don't check God out. Open up bear God. Scan me. He said, search me and know my heart. And teach me if there's any wicked way in me. In Psalm 139 verse 24 or 25 somewhere there. He says, search me and know my heart. And try me and so if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in your path everlasting. Open up. Let God examine you. It's better for God to put you through his scanning system than you go through that other medical scanning system. He'll do a scan on you. And he said, Lord, show me. I'm willing to change. I'm willing to change. That is where blessings flow from. Your, your heart, your, your heart condition, your willingness to give up for Jesus. Then he said, I'll show you that I'm Jesus. Okay, if you are God, then prove it. He, he doesn't have anything to lose by not proving anything to you. That's an interesting one. If I were you, I would be clapping for Jesus. It's everything. Don't leave some. Shouldn't be half-hearted. It should be be partial. And even when you are listening to the word, don't be listening part and sleep part. No, it's everything. (laughs) Did you hear, sister? It's everything. (laughs) Did did I give you 12 or 30? 14. Some people got 14, others got 12. 
They that have an ear, let them hear what the Spirit of God is saying. Did you receive something at all? Come on, give the Lord a big, big shout for his redemptive blood, for the work of the cross. Jesus is our lamb. Jesus is our Passover lamb. Jesus is our lamb. I am free. I've been set free from the grips of the devil. I've been set free from the power of hell. You are free from sickness. You are free from shame. You are free from guilt. You are free from the power of the enemy. Give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you are not saved, you are not safe because life is dangerous. Life is not under your command. I don't see why I should end this service without giving you an opportunity to say, yes, Lord. Pastor, pray with me because I want to have this bread. It means I want to put all my confidence in him, all my hope in him. I want to give my life to Jesus. If that is your genuine desire, just lift up your hand and say this after me. Say it genuinely from your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I've sinned against you. I ask you, to forgive my sins. Wash me with your blood. Thank you, Lord, for dying on the cross to save me. From today, I will serve you. I believe in you. I put all my hope in you. I put my faith in you as my Lord and personal Savior. I receive you into my life. I make a vow with you that I will serve you all the days of my life. Satan, get behind me. I don't belong to you. I belong to Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for saving me in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you. Your word says that you know your sheep and your sheep know your voice. No one can come to you except your father brings him. I pray that let your grace be upon them. Help them to be strong. I pray that the grace of God will come upon you. The power of the Holy Spirit will come upon you and help you to be a strong Christian. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. You're welcome to connect with David Entry on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can also find more Spirit-filled messages from Caris Church on YouTube and all relevant streaming platforms. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share the message. Be blessed.